listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I am your hunk. I'm Doge and I suppose no man comes home from chunk. Not really. <laughs> and I'm Carter, and is that a chunky? <laughs> <laughs> right into my lap. Oh, so good. <laughs> this is one of the first moments that I knew as soon as I watched the movie what I was going to do. Usually my quote is like, oh, crap, what do I do? What do I do? But yeah. when that happened, when he said, is that a monkey? I just smiled to myself and… Not that's the one. Yeah, that's uh, it's beautiful. Were that's you a little bit afraid moment. Doge was going to take it? Very much so. Very much so. I'm also Just go first. You don't have to worry about it then. I was going to say I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. Mm. I'm. I feel like certain comfort of knowing that you are the hunk this week. Yeah, I'd love to know like what amazing reason it's, it's got to be wild. It's got to be crazy because of how much is going on in our lives right now. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, you know what it really boils down to when you really just sort of boil it down is that um. The result of my particular brand of anxiety is <laughs> it causes me to be Boy Scout levels of prepared for things that I don't really have any reason to be concerned about most of the time. It's a good friend to have, though. Uh, and Scout. not prepared at all for things that I should really be concerned about. Uh, and one of those things is uh, I have anxiety about my tires because I had a really bad tire situation uh, with my old car. Uh, and so… When I woke up Tuesday morning to a pancake flat tire. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Boys, I knew what to do. I pulled out my handy dandy car battery powered uh, air compressor. Phenomenal. And just blew yep. that bad girl right back up. Yes, you did. Hopped in Ronda the Honda and drove the 6.27 minutes. I made that number up. It's, it's I was close. About to say, what's 0.27 minutes? Tell me that in seconds right now. Uh, it's going to be somewhere around like uh, 16 seconds probably. Uh, but I drove over to the NTB, the National Tire, tire and Battery, uh, because I do have my tires under warranty from them. And I rolled up and I said, hey, fix it. And uh, they fixed my tires toot sweet post haste. And the day was saved. But I did have to sit and do work in their uh, their waiting room, which advertises free Wi-Fi, and yet none to be found. So mm. I worked from my cell phone for about two and a half hours. Mm. Free Wi-Fi, if you can find it. <laughs> you hey, must Carter. search for it. What? I'm kind of glad Jordan's tire was flat. You know why? Why? Finally got a place, finally got a place to put all that hot air. Ah! Uh, it's funny because it hurts. It's funny because of the pain it causes. I did, I did just stand behind the air intake of the compressor and tell stories for a while. Just to make sure. I like to make sure every tire has a little piece of me in it. Exactly. So I just, I just sort of laid down on the ground behind the compressor and I was just like, okay, so you're never going to believe this, but honestly, the most qualified person to take the ring was the smallest of them all. And <laughs> things get interesting. <laughs> you're never going to believe this. <laughs> You'd oh, think it'd good. be one of the big, strong guys, but actually, they're not ready for No, and I'll tell you what, they tried. 
They really tried. Wanted they to. failed. One even they offered died. his axe, but I most mean, of them honestly. died. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Listen, I love hobbits as much as the next red-blooded American hero does, mm-hmm. which is to say, a hundred percent, a lot, very much loves yeah. hobbits. Yeah. But I do. I do actually want to focus on the big strong boy today. Sort instead. of the opposite of a hobbit. The anti, the least way. hobbit-like creature. That one of our finalists. One of our final eight in Spring Delirium's episode tomorrow. Yeah, or yesterday. Is, not surprised. Would have been surprising to me prior to watching Kong Skull Island. Not surprising to me now. Oops, I said the name we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of our Zillarilla series. It's the second movie coming at you hot, fresh out the kitchen. That's right. We're talking about 2017's Kong, Kong Skull, Skull Island. Island. I'd never seen this movie. I have now seen this movie. I'm glad I seen this movie. Doge. I need a synopsis so I can start talking about this big bad boy. This week's IMDb <gasps> synopsis has no author listed. Ooh. And I'm not going to say that it sprung fully formed from the head of Zeus like Athena. Uh, you'll know after I read it. I don't want to attach this particular stink to Athena's vibe. Oh. Mm-hmm. In 1944... Two World War II fighter pilots, American pilot Hank Marlowe and Japanese pilot Gunpei Ikari, parachute onto an island in the South Pacific after a dogfight and engage in close combat. But the fight is interrupted by a giant ape. In 1973, U.S. government agent Bill Randa hires former British Special Air Service Captain James Conrad, a skilled tracker, to guide an expedition to map out a recently discovered island known as Skull Island. They are escorted by Lieutenant Colonel Preston Packard and his subordinates. The group is joined by anti-war photographer Mason Weaver, who believes that the expedition is a secret military operation and intends to expose it. The end. There it is. What was stinky about it? Not bad, it? not good. It's not a synopsis. It's a list of characters. A list yeah, of just some characters. Just talking I mean, about it. That's true. Right. I mean, Athena had some swings and misses. But There's a list of some... Oh, man. Boys, this movie sucks. Oh. Whoa, what? I'm sorry. What? This was hard for me to watch and enjoy. What? Whoa! It's a yeah. mon- okay, okay. Because I was, about, I was just, a, I was just about to be like, "Hey, I'm about to come in right now. Let me tell you how it is. Put a period after every word. This is how you make a monster movie. Yup. This was it for me, dude. The, yeah. You, this is all we needed. This is like a. This is like a. I don't know. Like it's like give just basic stuff about everybody's background. And, and then what just, do they have to fight for? And show me big stuff. A, yeah, yeah, just show me big stuff. Dude. That's completely disagree. Was it your first time watching it? It was. Yeah. Whoa. Completely I, disagree. But that's wow. interesting, right? That makes an interesting podcast. No, don't hopefully. defend don't defend don't defend our podcast. Let's start talking about it. <laughs> I already like our podcast. I don't need help doing that. Go. Look. What 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 didn't you like? Super dump. I, Ready for my super dump? Yeah. This is the worst script I've ever seen in a movie. There uh, are too many characters. I think this is exactly how part. you don't make a monster movie because we spend too much of the movie talking about everybody's backstory. I don't need to know, like, we can condense our humans down to four characters instead of 30. There are way too many characters and we devote too much time to all of their backstories and trying to keep all of everybody's stories moving along and chugging along that we somehow forget to put King Kong in this movie all that much. So, okay. So here, let me, okay. So here's the thing. 
my I'm a super dump right now too because it's similar. Yeah. My super dump is the on, the only humans worth caring about are Weaver, Packard, Conrad, and Marlowe. Use their use their actor names because I don't remember a single character name except for the ones that are lifted from a tenth grade reading of Heart of Darkness. Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, John C. Riley. Completely agree. Although I did not care for John C. Riley even one gram in this movie. <laughs> Dude, we're coming at this from two wow. different angles. So anyway, my super dump. My super dump is similar. The, the human element is typically the most boring of a monster movie, and there is too much excess here. Um, and my, my super dump is, I feel like a streamlined human element gives us not only more time with the important characters, but more time with the most important element of the movie, which is the big bad, um, yep. the big bad boy. But however, I think that I just went into this in full-blown Fast and Furious, like, Brain turn off, drool dripping from the corner of my mouth, and just being like, ah, "Big monkey do punch." And I was, I just did like, too. I tried to go into it with that, but I think the movie, uh, the movie works pretty hard at the beginning. It feels like to convince you it's going to be more than that. I didn't, I didn't get that vibe. Okay, for me, I felt like it was just doing the whole like, "Here's a cool montage of how we're getting to Skull Island in the year 1970, whatever." Yeah, yeah. I think just something about like the. I'm 100% down to watch King Kong punch any size thing for any reason, sure. for any length of time. Sure. 100% down. Loved all the King Kong stuff. But like, I don't know, just the whole like, we're totally not making Apocalypse now with a big monkey in it. You know what I mean? Like there was just, I don't know. I, I, just, I thought that was kind of fun, honestly. It was it was pretty annoying to me, uh, honestly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just to me, it just felt like this random collection of just a bunch of stuff. It was like, yes, it was equal parts apocalypse now. Then we throw in a monster into the mix. And then we add uh a little bit of a love letter to Samuel L. Jackson's career because we've got like sure. He says, Hold yeah. on to your butts. He gets killed in a way he's been killed before. Like it's just it was like Samuel, yeah, you can write half of this script. Like it was yeah. I do think so. My super dump, in a way, is that they tried too hard for to have any kind of like heart. One of the great things about yeah. King Kong as a monster in a monster movie is that it even makes me feel bad to call King Kong a monster because of all of the ones that have existed in film that are this large, yeah, he tends to be the one that we feel for the most. Right, he's got the heart. He's yeah. got the heart. Like yeah. we're like in. It feels like you don't. Like, uh, I, more than anything, I don't want him to be hurt. Like, I don't want him to get right. hurt. I don't want him yeah. to die. And so, really, that's kind of what might have screwed things up a little bit for me is that we don't need much more uh, empathy outside of being empathetic for a dude that you came in and just crashed a party, and he's just trying to live his life. He's the last one. I love some of the backstory they give yeah. a little bit. I think it's fun to yeah. have a little more King Kong lore. But my specific like super the, dump. The graveyard with his parents' yeah, skeletons yeah. is so interesting. My specific super dump in the world of there's too much attempt at other forms of empathy in here is the whole Billy storyline. The whole riding my son oh my, thing. Just, I, be like, I oh, did not man, care for he that. He was such a good dad. He was the best of it. I was like, no. No, well, because you, that was such a lazy thing to do. Because it had no, no payoff whatsoever. Yeah, there's no that, through that's, line. That's why, I got, that's why I didn't like it. If they I'm did something with it. I think I could have gotten on I don't board. feel like a single human character has any through line or payoff, though. 
they're all cardboard cutouts that we're just moving around. And that's fine. That's, that's fine. What I, want. I think that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But then don't spend so much time showing us your cardboard cutouts. Don't let us get close enough to see that they're not real. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, okay. yeah. I mean, that's valid. You're you're that's more valid. than anything, Doge. Are you just upset that it was like you would this movie have moved up in your scale? Because I'm imagining it's not at the top of our scientific cinema scale for you. I think it's got room to move. Oh, it's definitely not. Would you say yeah. it would move up? Uh, on any level of significance if it was just a lot more of Kong fighting things? Here's the deal. Like, let's streamline our human story. If we want it to be a commentary on the Vietnam War, which we kind of do and then also kind of don't, we can't really decide what we're trying to say about that in this movie. Let's have Tom Hiddleston be like Royal Air Force, right? British Special Forces who crashes on this island. And the whole thing is a fight to how do we get off this island alive? Uh-oh, we discovered King Kong. Uh-oh, there's a guy who's also crashed here in the 40s. We're trying to get rescued. Like more of an emphasis on survival. Because I think where this movie tends to stumble is when it tries to incorporate the sort of classic King Kong story. The like we're on an expedition to an uncharted island. We're explorers. We're kind of Indiana Jones, but not really Indiana Jones. Like, uh, and I just think Peter Jackson's King Kong does that so much better. Uh, and and that is, you know, the real King Kong story. Yeah. The real King Kong story is a commentary on exploitation of nature and how uh, humans tend to find something beautiful and monetize it to death, mm-hmm. and in so doing, kill it. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful and and really timely. And we decided not to tell that story here, and that's yeah. fine. And that, but we didn't really decide to tell a different story. Yeah, I you know think what I mean? too. I think too, uh, a massive influence on that is what is legally allowed at this point, because it is yeah. now yeah. officially uh, during the time of Peter Jackson doing it. It wasn't yet in the public domain. It wasn't like a we can do whatever we want with it because it's yeah. so old. You know uh, yeah. that that at this point now it's like someone who loved video games and loved Vietnam movies. Uh, and was a director. We could just kind of was, remix it and, and was throw a, King Kong. Yeah, and was a director, yeah. and yeah, hit a lot of A-listers. Was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll let's make this movie. And so, yeah, yeah, it was a. I, I definitely, especially after Kong's size. I remember the first time when I watched this movie, I was like, okay. Uh, for some reason, to me, that was a visceral uh, sign that this is not anything. Like Peter Jackson's King Kong, it's not supposed right, to be right because because right. there are there is the moment when there's like they're making an emphasis on you know Brie Larson's a girl and she's like one of the only girls on the trip even though she's not but that Brie Larson is there uh, and maybe she's like close to blonde right so they get flashbacks of Naomi Watts and you're like oh is this our right. is this our skyscraper moment which yes we kind of get that but we don't really touch on that at all so yeah. there came a moment though pretty quick for me that I was like oh this is just ridiculous. This is just completely wild. <laughs> and they're only giving us backstory uh, just so that maybe we want to feel something when they die. Because you know, they, they like when you have a carrier ship of like 80 people going to Skull Island, that's like, oh, you know, it's like in a horror movie vibe, you know, except it's a little bit on a bigger scale. You've got like eight, my eight biggest people hope going to that, the house. Yeah, my biggest hope was that there would only be one helicopter left after all of that. Because even at that point, I was like, wow, this is too many humans yeah, we didn't for lose me to care it, yeah. about. But yeah, that's right. why we gotta have we gotta have all those humans so that we can do that paunch paunch, and kill so many of them and throw them and eat them and, and yeah, just wild. The helicopter chopping up his hand and arm was so gross. There, this is a pretty gruesome movie, which I was not expecting, PG-13? and it was awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me uh, an arachnid bamboo shoot leg going through your mouth? That was so cool. Is PG-13? <laughs> How is that PG? Because there's no blood? That's, that spider yeah. grossed me out so bad. I hated it. That's when I had slacked y'all. I said, have y'all seen it yet? Oh. <laughs> there was too big of a gap because during that time, I was going to be like, this is this is my nightmare. This is my nightmare yeah. creature. Yeah. 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 Horrific. Uh, Horrific. When we watched that scene, the first thing Jess says was, ooh, I bet Jordan hates this part. I did hate that part, but it yeah. was also awesome. And I wanted more bugs. There weren't enough bugs. It was One a of my three hour movie. This about- was a three hour movie before it Originally. got cut. Yeah. 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 Lots I wanted of bugs. more bugs. We had a Tom Hiddleston against a giant snake scene that we cut out. That would have been great. Yeah. I want more bugs. We'll see the antlers. Um, I want more yeah. bugs and big animals. The uh, ant bird thing was ad libbed. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. He was trying to make Cameras- people laugh. Yeah. So funny. That and seems like a waste him. of the one. That seems like a waste of the one F bomb that you get in a PG 13 movie. Not giving it to Samuel L. Jackson. Why did we waste. give it to John C. Riley? Because it was funny. It was, it was funny. funny. <laughs> hey, I want to talk about a couple standout uh, characters to me that Doge is going to hate, but I'm going to I'm going to talk about them. Sure. Um, Shea Wiggum. I have never not loved him in anything. I have. I not I not loved him in this. Yeah, I know you didn't, but <laughs> I did, and I thought he was very funny. And I think his death at the hand of the skull crawler or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, that scene was the- incredible. Is that go on without me? It <laughs> just smacked. Just got uh, destroyed. It was so good. The other Absolutely person I want to talk destroyed. about, who I didn't know was in this movie, uh, one gentleman by the name of Thomas Mann uh, plays, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that name, but he's he's the young. Yeah, he's he's the young one that ends up building the boat with them that says, you know, my yeah. dad's a mechanic and he would beat me. With the Rambo headband. Build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Thomas Mann is actually the older brother of a friend of mine from high school um, that uh, we, we haven't talked in a very long time. Hope she's doing well if she randomly listens to this. But uh, I've actually had fondue with this person, with Thomas Mann. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, at uh, what's the the melting pot or whatever yeah, that yeah. place is. Yeah, I've been to the melting wow, pot Tom. Thomas Mann in like 2009 or 10 maybe. Um <laughs> But yeah, he. Uh, I I thought he was really great in this. Yeah, he like, did a good I, job. I, I thought him, he was going to be John C. Riley's son. To be that honest. would have been yeah, just not for sure. But it, as soon as he was like, it's Chicago versus already, Detroit. Sure. It's yeah, game you're over. Fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, but I just thought that he did a really great job. I was really really impressed with his sort of like in over his head when he's like <laughs> on the phone. He's like, hey, nobody's really reacting to this. Because he he ended up with all the researchers and and Tom Middleston who are all real serious. Yeah. yeah. And he was just on the phone with his boys like, hey, nobody on my end is freaking out right now, but yeah. I'm freaking out pretty good. It? I just thought that was I, great. Um, yeah, I thought that was so good. As is the case. And again, I'm I'm still, I'm deciding to reveal the, the basically fully fleshed out sensical scale that I'm working on. Uh, when we get closer yeah. to the end of this series, because I do think it's something we'll be able to use for a long time for two chunks. And I want to make sure that we do. But history shows that nonsensical, when we when we lean towards the scale of just turning things off in our minds and revving up the blood pumping of our bodies just to go for it, like those by far make the most money in the box office. Nonsensical, nonsensical oh, sure. destroys right? Brie Larson's best performance probably will ever be Room. Uh, It's not even going to touch 
anything else that she'll ever do uh, because it makes, not because it makes too much sense. It's just sensical movies don't make a lot of money. This movie, here's what's so right. interesting. This movie only made four, and we're talking about inflation between 2005 to 2017. This movie only made $4 million more dollars uh, than what King Kong did. Uh, and wow. uh, yeah. <clears throat> I do think it's a testament. It feels like a, I don't know if there was a ton of hype around this movie. I think the world, I think I remember like movie culture kind of hearing rumor that there was going to be this monster universe. But it was right. like, yeah. I don't think anyone really even cared at some point. I think it was like, it's fine even if this yeah. is autonomous. I, like, I don't care. Let's just do King Kong. Yeah. Because we, I don't know how they bagged Goodman and like all, I mean, they have this all cast. people. Unreal. And we've picked, we've handpicked you know, it's so funny that the monster series now has five MCU people. You're you're getting to the point where you can't not almost like you're just going right? to end up with some. That's the thing, though. Like that's the confusing thing. If you get a cast this big with this many A listers, I want to watch them interact 100%. with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we can't. I don't know. I just to me, it feels like such a waste to have. John Goodman play a cardboard cutout who doesn't really yeah. do much in this movie. He has like probably 10 I'm, lines. I'm, I'm fine myself. I, I know I obviously still like this movie way more than you do at this point, Doge. But I, I love the game that we play when we're like, if it would just do this a lot more, it would be a much better movie. I think we're all pretty good at that. You talk about interacting between these big actors. I think if we had a lot more of the writing and the moments like we did when Samuel L. pulls the gun on John Goodman when they're sitting down, He's like, tell me, yes. tell me everything. That, that to me, that to me was like, oh, dang it. Like, we could be doing, yeah. we could yeah, be doing so much more of this because that. Because there's a motivation yes. there. Because, because we can see that John Goodman wants something, but he's not telling other yes. people what he wants. Yeah. There is some depth and nuance and it's more than just, and, here's a flashcard. It's more than just like, guess who, like yeah, describing and, him. You know what I mean? And Sammy Jacks, I would say from that point on, he snaps way too quickly, I think. Yeah. But, but you're I'm talking too about like icons in the movie world of alpha uh, on the edge of killing someone. You know, like they, they, they both have some similar narratives and to see them together, I was like, I mean, can they, do they get to fight? Like, let's put the guns down. You know, Goodman's, Goodman's <laughs> Scrap it out, baby. probably older than Samuel L. Samuel L. doesn't really age very much. But I'm like, I think they could fight. I don't know, I actually. But yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a mess for sure. Can I tell you the other thing that I noticed watching this movie? It's been a long yeah. time since I've seen Tommy Hiddleston without his Loki hair, like his long hair uh, and all like pale and stuff. Tom Hiddleston, I'm sure he gets tons of credit for being a hot boy. He's got to be one of the best looking humans alive. Yeah. He has to be. I mean, just on yeah. whatever scale when exists you can, universally. Like, like, the worst part is when the hot human is wearing something that is in your own closet, but you would you would never look yeah. at it the same way. You're like, yeah. oh, this yeah. is just a sh undershirt and jeans. <laughs> I have yeah, one of those like cross shoulder holsters. Right. Jeans. Again. Uh, he was, by the way, full on. Nathan, Nathan Drake, Drake cosplay. Yeah, he yeah. was for sure. Yeah. My super pump. You ready for it? Yes. And this yes. is gonna, yes. uh, for those of you that didn't like this movie, this might make you gag. But it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. One of the most ridiculous moments I have ever seen. Tom Hiddleston says, really give me the gas mask that has materialized out of nowhere. Dude, it's so And he so puts cool. it on and he says, we're gonna run through this comic book-like toxic smoke, bright green. <laughs> 
and samurai sword slash two bits <laughs> chainsaw pterodactyls. Yeah. And I said, so good. Okay, yep. I'm down. I'm totally down. But the dummy takes off the mask at the end so that we can get this. And then Brie Larson runs yeah. up yeah, right behind him yeah. through the smoke that yeah. he just had to wear a gas mask for. Yes. It was like, hey, we're getting close to the final boss. We didn't really decide what our final stage was. Let's go to a burial ground that also is basically like the forest from Princess Bride and just uh, combustible at any moment. And let's just yeah. throw everything out there. And let's just do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm like, I'm down for that. That gave me those nonsensical, fast and furious, uh, warm face feelings of like this. Yeah, I yeah, loved that. This is what I want to do. And there's honestly, there's a lot of good moments visually in this movie. I love shooting the the one pterodactyl, you know, the the chainsaw beaked thing to find out those weren't leaves on that tree. Those were all Yo, pterodactyl dude, like things. So, they yes. had a lot of fun. Dude, the Love giant that. stick bug freaked me out pretty good, and I liked yeah. that yeah, a lot. Our creature creation is much better to me in Skull Island than in Godzilla. With one big exception Tell to me. me. Skullcrawler design. You didn't like Skullcrawler design. Oh, I thought they were cool. Not at all. I get we were going for a vibe of, I think it's called a, a mole lizard. Oh, that, that's real? Check. Are you about to tell check. me something like that check. is kind of real? Kind of real, yeah. Like a Mexican mole no, lizard. Uh, they just have little front legs, and they, look them up. Google them in another tab. Um, they are nasty looking boys. Ew! Ew! Y'all see them? Yeah. I don't know why I feel like I should know of every creature on this earth because there's way more of them. <laughs> but I'm just like surprised when it's something yeah. I've never seen before. Ew! Bleh. So this is probably the closest thing that exists to a skull crawler in terms of just like. No hind limbs. They've they've kind of evolved away from misuse, disuse. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, there's just something. Ancient ecosystems existed at one point. We don't have to invent things whole cloth. Like, we can take a little more inspiration from nature. I don't know. I just did not love the skull crawler. Did you like it uh, more or less than our big foe in Godzilla? The design, because I know we hated that too. Oh, more was, for me. It, it was on par about with the same. Mutos for me in terms of, of just like, this is nonsense biologically. Yeah, I was thinking about that when the Skullcrawler came out. I was like, I wonder what they think. I like it more. I like it more than, than what we had. I also like it Godzilla, more. But I certainly I, don't like it more than what's coming. I know that. I haven't even well, seen the right, next one. That's the and I know thing. That. Like, like, does, that's the tricky thing with Godzilla. Because, uh, not Godzilla, sorry, with King Kong. That's the tricky thing with King Kong is that he is the apex predator of an ancient ecosystem. In the same way, that Godzilla is the apex predator of an ancient ecosystem. But what ecosystem can hold both of those things? You know what I mean? Because like Peter Jackson's King Kong fought T-Rexes and dinosaurs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And that was like a really, really terrestrial ancient ecosystem that we're at least tangentially familiar with. And then Godzilla's ancient ecosystem includes Mothra and Rodan and Ghidorah. And it's yeah. like, those things never existed and nothing like them ever yeah. existed. And so I think the skull crawlers are just a representation of like, we've got to cross them mm -hmm. somehow and make them feel like they're part of the same world somehow. Yeah, this is a very lazy through line in in the monster universe. But I I did not expect much more, to be honest. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We're actually… We're tiptoeing close to my super pump, and I'm going to hold on to it for just a little bit longer. 
But watch what you say right now. Because you're starting to tee me off, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. Fight. Fair. No, I thought they were cool. I love the concept of subterranean tunnels. I think that's so interesting. Like huge subterranean tunnels. What could those lead to? How far could those go? Um, now I'm I like that. close to my super. I think that's cool. Um, I don't know that we need to bring like hollow earth theory into it because that makes it hard for me to engage with this. Because that was what the the doctor boy, the geologist boy was saying is that he right. wrote a paper on hollow earth theory, which is notably pretty different than subterranean yeah. tunnel theory. Yeah. We also don't need sure. either sure. of those characters and that little love story. Right. No, no, no. You don't need to be. Not here. at all. Is that a love story? You think? They're falling for each other. I feel like I feel like there's a, I think it was supposed to be. I don't know. Yeah, there's some yeah. flirtation for sure. He likes her. Don't know if she likes him, but yeah, I don't know. Never, I don't know anything about her. She has out. three lines. She's just there. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Well, I'm dying to talk about my super pump, but we do have to do shout announcements instead. It's shout announcements. That was a quick one. I did. did you like that? Yeah. I'm work, I'm workshopping some stuff. <laughs> uh just really always just really just really putting some you stuff. You practice that? Yeah. Uh, practice. Sort of been rehearsing. Uh, just every morning, I while I'm brushing my teeth, I do it with a mouthful of toothpaste, and my goal is to not splatter. So I'm trying to get like my place. That's like correct. that's like swinging a bat with a donut on. Yeah, you got cool. It's a lot easier without. Yeah, the once the toothpaste isn't in there, it's like f- free and clear. Like, geez, my lips are flying. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly crazy. Hey, next week. <sighs> next week we are going to we're doing this right now because it's really important that you guys know this we're reviewing Godzilla King of the Monsters and none of us have seen it and we're really really excited about it because there's big ones and we love big ones so make sure that you check that out watch it come ready it's going to be beautiful you may be thinking to yourself after I watch Godzilla King of the Monsters I'm going to have so much time left in my week Probably like probably like six days and 22-ish hours left to fill. One of the great ways to fill that is by joining us on Discord and shooting the breeze with us. It's super duper fun. That's uh, one of our, our second tier of Patreon membership perks. Uh, for five bucks a month, you can join our two official, two chunky tier uh, and hang out with us over on our private Discord server. When WandaVision was going, it was super duper fun. Uh, for everybody to talk about what they think is happening. Um, By all reports from Marvel are now saying that Falcon and the Winter Soldier fan theories are going to have even more to chew on than the WandaVision fan theories. So I know I can't wait for that show to start. I can't wait to hear what our beautiful Discordians have to say about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And in the meantime, uh, yesterday we, we played a little bit of year three of Spring Delirium. Um, And so we've already got some conversations going on Discord about people who either strongly agree or strongly disagree with the way some of those matches went down. So that's a great place to let us know your thoughts about how accurately we judged uh, judged (laughs) those fights. Uh, If there's one thing that the two chunks love and the hunk, whoever that is, whatever week, uh, it's, it's different diving into different (laughs) universes, right? We've got, we've done a lot of the big ones, the star Wars universe, the Marvel cinematic universe. Now the monster universe, the Harry Potter universe, Fast and Furious universe full of Dom Toretto and Corona mm. and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a two chunks universe. Much like the real yes. universe. In a, in a real meta way, there is a two chunks universe. It's a very realistic way as well. There's a lot that we have out there. We have a lot of content that we're doing pretty consistently. Can you even imagine 
maybe if you can go back to the first time you listened to a Two Chunks episode uh, and you look to see, you know what, I kind of like these guys. And then you look back into our log and you're like, wait, what? Hundreds of episodes? Absolutely unreal. They must have 500,000 reviews at this point because this is, I'm not going to say they're all five stars. They at least have a 3.8 to 4.2 average, right? No, it's five stars, but we only have about not 500,000 reviews. If we can get more of those, that's better for our podcast. And in this extended universe, not only do we have that, if you like us enough, or if you just like a good looking mug, you could probably even draw faces on that one. It doesn't have our facial facial features. It's just kind of like outlines of us. You go have fun. You fill in the fill blank in the yourself. Blank. If you want a fun activity for <laughs> you, you or your children's like? or anything like that, go get some merch. Go over to our store. Uh, if you've got baby on the way, I'm sure you are flooded with onesies. But I bet you don't have a two chunks onesie. I think that could be really fun too. And that exists. It's out there with a lot of choices on, you know. We have several we have onesies. several onesies. Which sounds so grammatically screwed up to say several onesies. <laughs> but it's all out there. Please rate, review, follow us, subscribe. Uh, all of the really easy things that you can do have a, a much more than easy impact on our podcast. So please do that. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Look, I'm ready to talk about my super pump, and I'm tired of not doing Go it. Go for it. Okay. Fine. It's the world building that they have done for the overall monster cinematic universe. Is your super pump. This is spicy. I Explain know it. Honestly, please. I'm Talk. interested. I love how dumb it is <laughs> that Monarch has been around forever <laughs> looking for Mutos. I love how dumb it is that they're supposedly shocked by Godzilla when they've seen King Kong and they knew Godzilla was out there. I love that this is just building this nonsensical universe where it's just like everything goes. You know how I am. You know how I get If you're going to tell me that this is a super serious, super intense universe and then all this dumb stuff happens, I'm going to have a real problem with it. But when from the get-go, you're just like, hey, heads up, this dumb. (laughs) You're going to make it dumb? (laughs) Fine by me. I love that they're just like, yo, Monarch's been around for a long time. They're always looking for big stuff. They know that Mutos exist because the Skull Crusher Crawler thingies are in fact Mutos. We got King Kong. We're just kind of letting him do his thing for a minute, but he's going to come yeah. back. Like, it just, it th- that end credit scene is like everything oh I've ever gosh. wanted from a dumb monster universe where it's just like, hey, heads up, there's more oh, of them. There's and one of them is Godzilla. And also, there's these other three ones. And then it's like, your world's <gasps> about to get a lot Yeah, bigger. dude. It's so <laughs> stupid. But I honestly like giggled like a what child. Also, like, one of the dumbest things is are you trying to be a secret or not? Why do you have this beautiful embossed logo on your briefcase? You don't think anybody's going to ask real. you where, who you work for? Hey, what's that cool logo? How do I get my hands on one of them briefcases? Yeah. <laughs> is, that a, is that a new briefcase designer? Is it Monarch briefcases? Can I get a cool what's name Monarch? brand briefcase, please? 
But let me tell you something. In a movie where big chunky boys fight big chunky boys and ladies, all I want is a generic government agency that's like, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> it's so yeah, good. This is a good guy. From, <laughs> from, what I, from what I've seen of the trailers for King of the Monsters, essentially... Eleven from Stranger Things is like a tornado chaser, like a storm chaser in the movie Twister, but for Godzilla sightings. And that makes me really happy. So I'm really excited about that. Like every domino that is being set up, no matter how stupid or dumb it is, every domino, I want, I cannot wait to watch fall over. And so this could end up being a big fart and fall down letdown. But my super pump for this movie is simply the fuse that has been lit Makes me really, really yeah. excited. We're already a billion dollars into how much this series, quote unquote, has made. I still think it's way, they're Good. way too Let's autonomous to have called it that yet. And at some point they said, yeah. you know what, we'll go, we have to do another Godzilla. That was a fun character to make. And you know what, why don't we go ahead? It doesn't feel like they were committed even now in Kong Skull on it. I don't think they were yeah. committed except for that post credit scene. But I mean, it's two movies and it has made, you know, $1.1 billion. Here's the thing. Let me tell you this. Give me, once we get through Godzilla versus Kong, blow the doors off of this thing. Bring me a Loch Ness monster movie where he's actually, Nessie's huge and can get on land. Bring me, uh, bring me a movie about a big shark like a Megalodon that's not the Jason Statham one and bring me something into that. You know, bring me uh, like a big old alien that crash lands. Bring Like I want all so, of it. Just give me more big stuff that can punch each other later down I guess- the road. Like a B-movie universe would be super fun, though. I'm not talking about Jerry Seinfeld's B-movie. <laughs> right, Although sure. that universe would be fun as well. I'm thinking like… Already is. Let's give it… Let's like make a modern The Blob or something like that. Like I think if we really lean into that like mid-century drive-in monster movie… Yep. That's interesting to me. Yep. Yeah, are we… Because they're not saying that Godzilla versus Kong is it, right? This isn't the end. It positively should not be. Uh, they haven't said… I. I, I don't… <clears throat> No, that That's what's so funny way. is this monster universe. Is, is it Legendary Films that is doing this? Yeah, and, and Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. So our, our monster universe is never pitched as, uh, you know, you're never going to have a big day like we do with the MCU that's like, here's what's all coming up in phase four. Like, I don't even know if they're counting phases yeah. in those offices. They're just like, why don't, okay, let's do it. You know, let's do it. Let's just yeah, make another I, one. I think it's yeah. absolutely wild. Like give me give me creature from the black lagoon give me um a new werewolf movie give well, me uh, the mothman and let me have like a smaller scale set of monsters that can also fight well, each other weren't they trying to do that they with were. the mummy yeah but I don't you know want they're that. doing and no 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 oh, well they're not doing that someone <laughs> so else good. is doing some of that stuff now that like whoever uh, did invisible man is going through yeah. and doing yeah. some of that because we are about to get we're getting a werewolf movie, monsters. movie like there's gonna be one in good. yeah. Is it Invisible Man, H.G. Wells? Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad we brought him up because give me a new War of the Worlds and then let those aliens fight Godzilla. Like, at this point, I'm just saying, like, nothing's too dumb for me. That's the most offensive thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I that, can't nothing's do that, too, man. Nothing's too dumb for me at this point. Ryan Gosling is, is uh, slated to be in a horror film called Wolfman. Hey. Yep. We have a director. Did you guys watch Invisible Man? Yeah, it's phenomenal. We have a no. director. I haven't oh. watched it yet. I need to watch it. Yeah, it's the writer of Invisible Man who's doing Wolfman. Yeah. Also, yeah, he also they're, they're wrote kind of Upgrade, a... which is a phenomenal movie. Oh, 
I so, love so, 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 yeah, so. movie. That could be something to be excited with, but I don't think that's going to be in our monster universe. No, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be dumb, be be full scale dumb, mm. you know. Which is which I'm though that does it. play into what Doge doesn't like about this movie, and it makes sense because if you are going to be dumb, go fully in and be sure. fully dumb. Yeah, and there there's too many. I just think it's in the wrong yeah. spot on the sensical yeah. scale. Yeah, I, I I can I can honestly get on board with that. I think what I'm talking about is more the implications of the dumb yeah. in this movie, not the actual execution of the dumb. Is in there? This movie. A, I think we, in the long run, we just don't. We rather have more time with the big boy punches than humans. Every time, because every time like, I, would I, I don't that. think I don't know if any of us are truly satisfied with our human element in either of these two movies we've watched yet. I I personally think that Skull Island had much more fun and did a much more enjoyable to watch job with our human element than Godzilla did. Godzilla was just, it's such a different vibe, dude. It's so, it's so different. And that's not to say that Thor Ragnarok isn't completely different from, you know, the first Ant-Man or, you know, it's like, you can have stuff in universe that is, is, you know, because our multiverse of madness, we're about to have a horror movie, you know, and we're going to have all this weird stuff. Right. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's a mess, but it's a beautiful mess to me. Yeah, I I think so. This this is interesting. I think honestly, like, big the big punches are cool. Like, there's not a whole lot left to talk about with a monster movie like this one. So, what here's what I want to talk about. Let's let's start some predictions real quick. I think we're all on board with the Kong and Godzilla are going to end up fighting together. Yeah, but prior to that, they're definitely going to fight each other for sure. Yeah, all out brawl. I'm not talking uh, spring delirium. I'm talking, we know in this movie coming up that Kong's going to have a big axe because we saw him have a big axe in the trailer. So, like, Kong's pretty smart. Godzilla, I guess, is smart, but doesn't show it as much. Like Godzilla's slower, for sure. He's sm- Godzilla's smart, but shy about it. Yeah, Godzilla's, like, like humble. I think in, I think in yesterday's <laughs> conversation about uh, our kaiju from Pacific Rim, our leatherback against Godzilla— my assumption would be that Doge thinks Kong will beat Godzilla. Cause I and and yeah, I, I would probably well. be there with you, to be honest. I think I probably would too. My guess is we're gonna see like an upgraded Godzilla. Well, and here's the, the thing monsters, too, which is kind like, of fun, is you know, this is the Kong Skull Island is in the 70s. And and they so Kong's gonna be I so know much they bigger. say that he yeah, he's not he's not they done say growing. he's not done growing, so he's been growing for another 50 years. Oh, he's they say huge. he's not done growing. They say we can't unleash the big skull crawler because Kong is too little. He's not done growing. So when we unleash the big skull crawler, we as the audience know King Kong can't win because he's not done growing. Except King Kong does win because he tries really hard. No, I that maybe sucks. I missed it. I don't remember them saying we can't unleash the big one because Kong's not done growing. I. I remember them saying the big one's not coming out because Kong's here. I no, don't remember said, them saying we can't release the big skull crusher because, like, why wouldn't the big they, skull crusher just come out? They did. They made a point in the dialogue to say that King Kong is too little to fight the big one. He won't come out now, but if we wake up the big one, he will beat King Kong. That's fair. So that you, is what, you wouldn't that say is that what, the humans assisted him in beating the big one by distracting him and letting him get the upper hand? Dude, the humans did nothing. Brie Larson shot a flare at its eye. Shea Wiggum tried to blow it up, but got tail swatted a mile away. Right. Ultimately, they the did nothing, didn't do but they did, they did distract him. I mean, you can't I don't think deny they it. did at all. What are you talking about? He literally turns his attention to them several times. That's distraction. No, I, I think the humans oh, yeah. no, you're right. needed to 
No, I think the humans needed to make a bigger dent on the skull crawler and work with Kong. I don't know. It's just, there's stuff like that where if you set it up in the dialogue, you have to pay it off. You talked about dominoes being set up. I, for me, I'm lucky if these first couple of dominoes hit each other when they fall. You know what I mean? I, I have full faith that we're going to set up good dominoes starting next movie into the final one. But these first four or five dominoes that are set up here are like, man, I hope they touch each other when we tip them over. I can see that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that's my read on this movie. That's my opinion on this movie. Yeah, that's fair. I think, and your point is fair. I think it is incorrect to say that the humans did not aid Kong in defeating the Skull Crusher. Like, <laughs> that was a shrug they, from they Death. Drew, okay. They, okay. Drew, they drew his attention away. I mean, you can't deny that. It, we watched it happen. So sure. if they weren't I'm, I'm there, just not sure how much of an effect that had on enough on for the it to die. Fight. Do you have a favorite final battle between our two movies so far? It's still I like Godzilla. Godzilla. For me. Godzilla's I think was Colin better. I like yeah, more. I like that we brought some weapons into it. I'm, it's like you know, it's it's really funny to try and make up. There's not, you know, Reddit is not full of uh, theory for the monster universe, <laughs> but sure. it is. It does feel like a loose, loose tie-in to be like, well, I mean, it makes sense that uh, Kong's pretty smart. He can figure out how to use weapons. We'll go ahead and give him a a. Uh, Godzilla axe. I don't know what to call it. Uh, a power of the gods, Odin <laughs> yeah. axe. Like the kaiju cleaver. Oh, the kaiju Doge. cleaver. I wish I could tell you I've been sitting on that. No, that was tip of the tongue. Well, why not? The lips, no, it's, a, it's right as impressive or more impressive for it just to come out of nowhere. It's amazing. That's really fantastic. Uh, a lot of people die. Do you have a favorite death in this movie? Yeah, Shea Wiggum for sure. Shea yeah. Wiggums is good. There's some good deaths. We got Shea Wiggums death. There's some good. We've deaths. got impaled. Actually, I I think I I think I liked the uh, the pterodactyl one better, where they fly him off into the sunset oh. and pull him up, pull yeah, him apart. The, where they fly the guy from Silver Linings Playbook <laughs> exactly. off yeah. into the sky and rip him in yes. half. Well, we had two guys from Silver Linings uh, Playbook. Shea yep. Wiggum as well. Yeah, man. Shea Wiggum. He just pops into stuff too. That's sort of like. Are we not going to talk about Homeboy from Rena or? Uh, Who's the scientist? He was like, it's not science. Why is he here? He's supposed to be way more funny. The guy who's like, uh, oh, you're talking yeah, about Kevin. Yeah, uh, Holtz, oh, Holtz yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's just like. Uh, he also plays the devil in The Good Place. In The Good Place, yeah. I have no idea why he's in this movie. That's a, a great example of the tonal mishmash of like, let's go all in or let's go none yeah. in. Yeah, but he's a swing and half in. And yeah. he, he, he's a swing and a miss. He lives for so long. <laughs> he's one of the last people when to die. He, hey, let's talk about this actually. As we're, as we're heading towards the landing, why don't you like John C. Riley in this? I don't know that we need that character to be funny in this script. And I don't know that John C. Riley does not funny particularly well. So it's probably not that I dislike John C. Riley. There's a world in which John C. Riley fits that role really well, but we need to rewrite it so that John C. Riley gets to do what only John C. Riley could do and bring his unique John C. Riley set of secret herbs and spices to that mm. role. John C. Riley with a katana. That was the most made me really yeah. happy. Yeah, I was like, I felt Kung Fu Panda vibes. Yeah, there, there's definitely some of that there. His it's his so line where he's like, thing. under his breath, just the like, yeah, I've only been here for 28 years. What do I yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got some funny lines for sure. 
I actually love uh, the concept of this sort of like separated from modern society tribe of people on Skull Island that have taken on King Kong as like a god figure because he protects them. That's an essential part of the King Kong mythos. Right. In in like the original sources, it's dinosaurs. It's like giant velociraptors or giant T-Rexes or just right. the huge fauna on this island that Godzilla protects the natives from. And I just, I don't know, guys. Like, I, I, I don't, maybe I'm not getting it. Maybe I need to watch it again. But I just, this is to me the least compelling version of King Kong protecting natives. I think this is with with no uh pain intended in my words i think this is a case of your own knowledge of king kong mythos is what's biting your butt here certainly because like for me this is a movie about a big monkey that punches yeah, sadoja's credit though they need and they for need, you this is a slap in the face to king kong if character. you're making a movie with yeah. one of the most recognizable names of a character in movie history yeah you need sure. to assume that somebody knows as much as doge does about it. Yep. You know. Or that even somebody saw the other King Kong from 12 years yeah. before this and knows like King Kong's whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's valid. Because at this point, like it's not really the same character. You know what I mean? Uh, which yeah, is not. actually, weirdly enough, my super pump for this movie <laughs> is that the gorilla is not really a gorilla. That we go back to like the 1930s view of King Kong is this bipedal ape-like creature. Giant Bigfoot, essentially. Rather than, yeah, rather than Peter Jackson's anatomically correct, just mega-sized silverback silverback gorilla, Mm -hmm. which works really well in Peter Jackson's movie because the island is filled with recognizable terrestrial fauna. It's got dinosaurs. The T-Rexes do have three fingers, uh, which is not correct, but that is chalked up to they've evolved separately over the past 65 million years on that island. Um, but other than that, it's it's kind of recognizable earth fauna. And then we, in this one, have big kind of water buffalo thingy. Big Loved them all. stick Loved bug them all. thing. <laughs> yeah, I liked all the big stuff. Giant kind of ter- pteranodon thingy. Deca- decapus? Octopus? Like, what was that? I don't know what that yeah. was. Yeah, who knows? I forgot about that. I like when This guy was it. like, you know what I love right before they go into Moria? That creature was fun. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> exactly. Then, and then, <laughs> And then he was like, uh, you know, I love when the T-Rex eats the lawyer. Let's make sure and have that exact frame uh, exactly. in this one for maybe three of the deaths. Is three too many? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's have them looking up. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not completely… It's it's a mix of just wild ideas and non-original ideas. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I will say I think the biggest mistake they made in this whole movie was showing us King Kong at the very beginning. Immediately. When they land. Yeah. I think we, yeah. I think the first we ever see of him, like we should have just seen a shadow. And I think the first we ever see of him should have been the huge fist swinging yeah. at the helicopter. No one's going to be upset with you. No one's going to be upset with you if you basically give us a, you know, beat for beat wow, this dude's big like you did in Godzilla. No one's going to be like, oh, right. they just yeah. did that. No, right. it's because yeah. I want to watch that over and over and over again. Right. I want to watch you reveal every monster you make and that give me 30 minutes to wonder about it before you show it. I to will me. say you know? Tree so, Through the Helicopter was great. It could come later if we need to, cool. but it's like abrupt like end to you being happy about yeah. dropping napalm bombs to read seismic waves or whatever. Yeah, that was weird. Well, they were lying yeah. about that. Yeah. They were trying to wake him up. Wake up. Kong or the Skull Crushers or whatever. I, I think I if we, if we love, hold him, that's way better though. The hard cut 
from the typical Vietnam movie with the helicopters and the 70s rock and roll and all that stuff directly to dead silence as the tree flies through the helicopter was pretty startling yeah. in mm-hmm. a fun way. Uh, we played we played with soundtrack and tone a lot in ways that felt like there was a master's hand behind something that didn't show up other places, which I thought was cool. Surprise. I didn't care for it. <laughs> if y'all, if y'all <laughs> remember. Like if I could just sum up my whole vibe for same, this episode. Surprise. That thing you loved? Hated it. It felt more like Suicide the Squad author, than actual masterful editing The to author me. of our screenplay. I said felt like masterful. Not actually masterful. Yeah. The same, <laughs> the same author of Nightcrawler. Wait, You're really? You're kidding me. No. We even talked about it during Nightcrawler. I was like, oh, and we'll see this guy I again. Forgot. I'm assuming he wrote the three-hour one. Probably. I don't know. Story by or screenplay by? I think by? it's screenplay. I'm not sure. Mm. Maybe it's story. But he's a he's a big part of it. Dan Gilroy, Max Bornstein, Derek Connolly. So they are uh, a helpful note. If you see and in between them, writing credits, Dan Gilroy and Max Bornstein and Derek Connolly, that means they actually worked as mm-hmm. a team. So they were all three working on the draft together. If there weren't ands, then we would say Dan Gilroy took a pass at the script, left the project. Max Bornstein punched up that script. The next guy punched up that script. So the and does indicate that gotcha. works as a team. That says you're free. That's you put a quarter in me and I'm a gumball machine. So that's, that's what I right. spit out. Mm. Straight facts. Listen, it's time to rate this movie. I'm so interested in what this is going to be. We're going to use science, the scientific cinema scale, to uh, rate this movie perfectly. Uh, and it is, of course, as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. poster. The next best thing, let's buy it, followed by rent it, and then stream it. After that is forget it, and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. Godzilla hath forsaken us. I'll start. Okay. I don't know of a good metaphor for this outside of, uh, I am I am in many ways, there's something in me that chose not to in the formation of my being and of my conscious, decide to give a, a a rat's butt about directions. I'm really mm-hmm. bad. Like I, we went to a really dear friend's house a couple nights ago, and if if people heard that I was putting into Google Maps this place that is but five minutes from my own home, they would say, "Are you serious?" Mm-hmm. It was like, "Well, here's the thing, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm a raft in a river, dude. I'm like the current will get me there. If I get into some weeds, maybe I discover something new. But mm, I have." Beautiful. Many times in my life, gotten to the same destination from very different routes. And that's what's happening right now. I'm renting this movie just as I rented Godzilla. And what a completely different way to get there. Completely different way with maybe the one thing that remains the same is big creature awesome to me. Yep. And that's that's it. Rent. It's fair. Um, I'll go next and I'll let Doge poo-poo at the back end. (laughs) That's where most people poo-poo from. Uh, I'm also renting this movie and I can sum it up in very similar ways. Uh, Big monkey punch hard make me giggle. (laughs) It is dumb and awesome. And I agree, it's a completely different route to get to rent than Godzilla. But that is the beauty of the scientific cinema scale. It is unquestionable. So uh, nobody nobody can say anything about it. Honestly, but yeah, it's a rent for me, uh, an easy rent. And I probably, it. I don't think this was my last viewing of this movie. In stark contrast to that, I am confident this is my last viewing of this movie. <laughs> I probably won't watch it again. Everything I liked about it, I think other monster movies have done better. Um, 
everything that felt like it was important to the world building can be summed up in a single sentence. And that sentence is Godzilla will fight King Kong one day. That's all you, there's no other reason. King Kong will return. Exactly. Uh, So for that reason, I'm going to forget it. I think that as long as you know, King Kong's a big monkey, you don't have to watch it. That's my sense. I mean, we could, there is every likelihood that we get to Kong versus Godzilla and it's like, oh, his whole tribe of people that he protected is now a part of this. And Brie Larson's old now and she's a part of it. You know what I mean? Like based on not seeing Kong versus Godzilla, this feels pretty deeply unnecessary. I think nobody is offended by the fact that uh, Godzilla versus Kong has no bring back characters from this movie. I don't no. think about what, what, what. And there's not going to be a cheer if here's older Tom Hiddleston there to shoot somebody. No. Nobody cares. I think the only one we're going to get is who we get introduced to in King of the Monsters, which I think Millie Bobby Brown is in both. I think, yeah, I think Kyle is. Chandler is. is in okay, both cool. as well. So, Kyle Chandler. I think Thomas Middleditch is in both. I think so that's what I'm saying. Two, these I think two, the MonsterVerse starts at King of the Monsters, honestly. Uh, because so we can't talk about Fast and Furious enough on this podcast. It feels <laughs> sure. like… When we called our series Fast and Furious again, when we said, you know what, start over. The fourth one. At four, I feel like that's our moment here. I think King of the Monsters will be our moment that says, let's use some of these elements that worked really well, and then let's make this a little… Let's let's turn it up to 11 11, a little bit. Man, I hope so. I want to love this stuff. I know we talked a big game before we got into the series about this this is our return to that Fast and Furious energy. I want to love it. I really do. (laughs) <laughs> this felt, to, to borrow an analogy from uh, another podcaster I really love, this felt like trying to hug a porcupine, where it was like, I want to love you. I promise. It's just deeply uncomfortable and very difficult for me to hug yes. you. It is some real heavy two chunks energy for this series to have been pitched by and hyped up by Doge. And then to get in <laughs> and, and for Doge to be like, I want to watch this because it's big, da- big, dumb, and loud. And then to watch it and Doge be like, I don't know if I like how big, dumb, and loud this is being. <laughs> it's, I, listen, I'm 100% here for the big, dumb, and loud. This was just like, we're going to be big, dumb, and loud, but also smart and poignant with our humans. And we're going to end this movie on some on some Super 8 film of John C. Riley returning home from the world. Yeah, oh, we forgot to talk me? about how dumb that was. Are you kidding me? I don't want that, that in my that King Kong movie. That does. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit like Dush was like, spent all day being like, I'm going to murder somebody for a Cherry Coke Zero. And then we got him a Cherry Coke Zero and he was like, is there cherry in there? <laughs> I actually don't like cherry. <laughs> no, you know what it is, is me saying, I would love a smoothie. Smoothies are delicious. Even if you put spinach in this smoothie, I will love a smoothie. And then somebody put all the ingredients in a blender and instead of blending it all the way, blended it a little bit. And it was so chunky. And I'm like, I... I would love a smoothie with spinach blended up in it, but instead I'm picking spinach out of my teeth and I'm chewing spinach at the same time I'm chewing blueberries. And if you mix them together better, I'm going to love it. But right now, it's all too separate. Hey man, a lot of us have been talking and I think you should probably leave on the fly metaphors like to me. Um, yeah, like that's a lot fair. of people, spe- specifically with food, like food metaphors. Like That's fair. That's sort of my, like what you just so did. So if you could describe like, this movie as a sandwich, what stop. would you? Like, how would you? Time. Like what sort of what you just mean? did. We don't have like, time. If you, like, you know, like a pizza, but like a bad pizza. See how good my metaphors <laughs> are with food? Yeah, totally, totally, <laughs> dude. It makes way more sense. Hey, to end today's episode, I would like for each of us to say our names and 
which fictional robot we would like to see fight King Kong. As opposed to all the real <laughs> robots we would like to see fight. I want that Boston Dynamics dog to go kick his shins. <laughs> to do the moonwalk and the, oh, <laughs> the exactly. running man and then just get stomped on. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Um, for Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders and it is for me, Wally. Mm. I think they'll be buddies. Or the robot from Big Hero 6 whose name I forgot. Baymax. Yeah, Baymax would be fun too. I'm Doge. They say the key to not being disappointed is to set manageable, achievable goals. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to set my expectations according to what I firmly believe the future holds for me. That way, when my expectations are realized, I'm happy. The fictional robot I would most like to see King Kong fight is Mechagodzilla. <laughs> okay. And I do believe with every fiber of my being that but a month from now, I will have already seen this happen. Love that. Mm. That gets me excited. I'm Carter. And I don't think I ever intentionally put myself through just really heart-wrenching situations. Sometimes they, they make an impact <laughs> on me uh, if I stumble upon them. Uh, they happen in movies not super often. But like I… When I think big, uh, empathic creature, and now you're telling me, oh, no. now you're t now no. you're telling me, it needs no. to be a fictional robot. I'm sorry, no. but we're here. It's it's Don't. King Kong against the Iron Giant. No, How, nobody wins that, right? Unless they just become no, friends. I'm sad, no matter what. I know that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, man, I'm sorry to do that for you guys. That's also Vin Diesel. That is Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's true. He makes his way in. He's gonna be like, Superman, you stay, I go, no following. The timer! Perfect. The timer. podcast is done! <laughs> we did it! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.